What is up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. My name is Zachary McAllister, and as usual, I am joined by my fellow co-host, Daniel Pipe. Daniel, how's it going? Are you on holiday? Yeah, bro, I'm out here chilling in Nasna. Got uh, the pod on my laptop, got a microphone sitting in front of the podcast. You know, I feel like, you know, there's people that you see on YouTube vlogging about their like daily traveling lives and they just seem so sophisticated now, you know? I feel cool that I've got like a mobile setup here. Um, but I mean, the dream's coming to an end. Um, I go back to work on Thursday. So only got a few more days. And then we've got the weekend. We've got our first weekend of footy. So hopefully all goes well there and I'm not brought down to earth like vigorously. So, but otherwise, doing good. Yeah, you're living that digital nomad lifestyle, <laughs> just like recording and being touched in from all over the world. But yeah, yeah. I'm happy to hear that you're enjoying it. Uh, and we're also joined by a special guest um, this week. It's been a while since we've had him on the pod. Um, we know that he's a fan favorite. So uh, joining us in this week's pod is Buntu Kalamashe. Buntu? It's been a while. How's how's it been? How's life been? I mean, everything's been going nice, man, Zach. You know, just finishing up this degree, you know, getting all my stuff in order. Otherwise, you know, I'm coming through today as a treble winner for the first time, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's a crazy feeling, you know, it's it's a new feeling, you know. I'm coming here as a treble winner, royalty, you know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm the only one who has a, a trophy from last season, except for obviously the, the, the that other cup. That Zach's kind of holding for me in the moment. But yeah, man, you know, happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, your first Champions League is always the, the special one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you always remember the first. Hey, right, Dan. Yeah, and Zach, bro, how, how, how but are you yeah. doing yourself, dude? Oh, it's two weeks in a row I'm getting asked how I'm doing. What is this? Yeah, we're going to start taking we, care we of finally, you now, on the pod. Yeah, we, we, we're raising... Uh, Podcast host mental health awareness on, that, over that, here two cents forty. But yeah, no, I'm 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 doing well. Um, yeah, just looking forward to speaking about some Premier League, which we haven't really done in a while. Uh, we looked at our predictions last week, but you know, actually talking about future games, live reacting to some football, which we had yesterday. You know, we haven't done that in a while, so keen to get into it. So if you boys are ready, I believe you can get straight into it with the big boy prediction. The, the one that means the most. The one that matters to everyone. Champion of the Premier League. We'll start with uh, you, Dan. Who have you got there as your predicted champion for the 2023-24 Premier League season? You know what? Like I've actually made a pick that you'd never guess. That myself, Tottenham Hotspurs fan through and through been through long time suffering um you know and now I'm, I'm going red but it's at least a good red um i've gone with manchester united so kind of a i wouldn't say <laughs> out of out of field pick but you know a, a sleeper pick in my opinion i've gone with man U. you know ten ogs second season is it just did you have did you have a half a season or okay i guess he, he was on the sideline but he had a full season last season this will be his second season eh? Yeah, exactly. this will be his second. So he had one full season last year and then his second full season now. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think it's time. You know, as much as we're clowning on Mason Mount, that's just one player. Um, United's got quality players in there. And, you know, I think Ten Hag's like 
shown that you know he's he can play quality football there. He just had like a a little bit of a a rough start to last season, but then the back end we saw that this gent was actually like working wonders. So I think if he starts off well, Man United have a good shot um, to take the trophy home. Mm. The way you introduced that pick, though, I honestly thought you were going with Arsenal. Bro, never, never, never. <laughs> we could end the pod right now. Uh, that's that's, that's when I retire you're like mentioning oh you're such a big Spurs fan this is not going to be expected it's a red team and I was like oh my days this guy going to go for Arsenal and then you went for the right pick in United honestly but um yeah Buntu uh, it seems kind of obvious who you're going to go with but yeah. just just so we're all on the same page who can I you mean... just say I know, I know what you guys are thinking. Obviously, you guys are thinking along those lines, and obviously, you know, City have turned this league into some sort of a Bundesliga, you know, with the dominance. But surprisingly enough, my pick's not going to be the men in blue. It's going to be, it's going to be the men in red. Sorry, sorry, there, Dad, no. but I'm going to have to give it to Arsenal. I do think they have the, the longevity of it. I think City will have to focus on club world cups, uh, other competitions around that. So obviously, the disruption is going to be there, you know. But I think Arsenal. If it hadn't been maybe for a World Cup last season, a couple of injuries to their team, I think they could have gone all the way. And I don't see that. I don't see them falling short this year. Besides, unless they focus on the the Champions League only. But I mean, you know, I back them. You know, uh, Community Shield winners, big cup, big trophy. So you know, I back them to get it moving. I can't believe it. Zach, I don't even rate do them say? in the top four. Bro. <laughs> yeah, the hate is real here. Whoa, Dan. Dan. <laughs> Whoa, that's. Okay, interesting. Um, to answer your question, Ubuntu, I have gone with Man City. I think they were... Mm-hmm. I, I get your point in that I think Arsenal led the league for like... Was it 32 or 34 It was weeks? 33 games. 30, yeah, 33 games weeks. Arsenal led the league. So, like, yeah. they were a dominant team. But I do feel like City are still just on another level. I mean, if you look at the underlying numbers, Arsenal actually like outperformed their their underlying numbers by quite a lot last season, especially at the beginning of the season. And I think it makes sense why we saw them drop off. I think teams began to figure them out. Teams began to see exactly how they like to play, what their tendencies are, and then began to exploit that a bit. Um, and I just think City... Like, I know they've lost um, Mares in this window. Um who else? Who else have you guys lost again? Uh, it's another uh, Gundogan. Aren't, the, aren't, aren't well? you guys? Oh, it was Gundogan. Slowly gonna. Aren't you guys potentially gonna lose Walker to Bayern? Yeah, they're looking at Walker um, leaving to Bayern. Um, but you know what? I think Walker, even if he was to leave this season, I think we can get a couple of replacements for Walker. Obviously, I think we've replaced well with Kovacic for Gundogan, but Mares is a big one that we're gonna need to to look at replacing because obviously we don't have a lot of right wingers outside of Cole Palmer in the. In the in the mix, so obviously we're looking at uh, replacing Mars with someone big. You know, I'm 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 waiting for a big money signing, maybe an Ansu Fati or an Olise, but I'm waiting for a big money signing. Yeah, I I could see Olise happening, and I think he would mm-hmm. just be so perfect for that that position. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've you've got him broke the world record transfer before a uh, defender as well, and got yes. Guardiola, who is an absolute monster. So I just the think like. How do you feel about, I could stones? Definitely see you guys feel about going stones moving to wing, bro? That's just just a just a thought from from you. I'd like to get. 
How about Stones, Stones and Casey Morris? <laughs> I think <laughs> with under Pep, you never know, man. Under Pep, you never know. I mean, you could you could even play Cancelo there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, so just on Luke's pick, Luke went with Man City and he put obvious after. So Luke seems pretty confident <laughs> Man City are going to do the, the four-peat as well. So quick roundup, Dan's gone with United as the, his champion, Bunty's gone with Arsenal, and then Luke and myself have gone with Man City. So that moves us over to our top four predictions. So Dan, would you like to start us off with your top four? Um, so my top four, obviously in the number so one seed as champions is Manchester United. Then in the number two seed, runner-ups, I put Man City. Like, I still really back Man City. I think their quality is not going to die. It's definitely going to shine bright. Um, but I think maybe they'll be too overwhelmed with, you know, for a second year in a row now, you know, contesting for all these trophies and now the Club World Cup on top of that. So And then Chelsea. I've actually had Chelsea as like a sleeper pick as number three. I think there's just too much quality in that team. And I mean, we are ranting and raving about how they fell off last season and the comeback's strong now. So I put Chelsea at third. And then I've actually put Newcastle at four. I know they're going to have extra fixtures in the Champions League, but that that club is just levels. I don't know what's going on there. Eddie Howe, masterclass, that Saudi money, you know. So I'm putting them at four. And then obviously we'll get to the fact that I've left out Liverpool and Arsenal Obviously, Tottenham, like, out of the top four. So, those are, like, kind of surprising hot takes from me. But, yeah, my top four, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle. That is a spicy top four, Dan. I mean... Spicy top four, yeah. Not having Arsenal, not having Arsenal in there is... Whew. Newcastle with Champions League football. Chelsea bouncing back. That's That's interesting. I mean... Look, if you get this right, you're going to look like a genius. But, um, yeah, definitely interesting. Buntu, who have you got your own top four? So, obviously, you've got Arsenal at number one, but who fills out the rest? Sorry, Zach, man, did you, did you hit me with a question there? I think I cut out for a bit. No, 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 no problem. Uh, I just wanted to get your top four. Uh, so obviously you've got Arsenal there. Uh, yes. As your your, your title uh, winners, but who who else you got in the top four? I put Arsenal first, obviously, uh, with the with the prediction. Obviously, I think uh, I've already said I think they have what it takes to go all the way. Uh, in second place, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a surprise pick. I, I think I'm just full of hot takes today. I see Newcastle coming second. You know, I think I feel like it's going to be a close race. You'd never believe you're a Man City fan, down. bro. <laughs> I think it can go down to... <laughs> these are the Pep Guardiola mind games, gentlemen. I think it can go down to maybe second last game, they're about, but I think it will go down to the wire. Third place, I put, obviously, my boys in blue. I do still back them. I mean, we are triple winners, you know, so obviously I'll put them in third. Um, obviously with the disruption of other competitions and things like that. But I think they have what it takes. Should they make a big money signing at right wing, then I'm going to really start uh, looking at us seriously. But I still think we, we're one or two signings short of, of you know, getting across the line of still, you know, retain the Premier League for fourth consecutive time. And then in fourth, I have gone with uh, Manchester United. You know, I think there, there's, a, there's a big rebuild happening there. 
obviously just heard that they're offering money for Maguire and McTominay, so they're getting those two out of the club. They're really cleaning up, and I think, you know, this is the time for United to really show their their show their colours. You know, I think they have what it takes to to get to that top four position without having to have the close calls of last season, but to just get over the line from from probably earlier days. You know, I think that top four is basically going to be established. I think in fifth and sixth. That's going to be its own sort of race. But I think that top four is going to be very solid. You know, if United can maybe get one more big money striker, I think they can they have what it takes to, you know, make the top four. Mm. Very, very interesting. Um, so in terms of my top four, obviously I've got City at number one. Uh, Dan, I'm kind of with you on the United hype. I've got United number two. Uh, I just think that... Uh, all of the issues United had last season, all of the, like, coming to this off-season, all the positions of need, goalkeeper, midfield, striker, they've all been addressed so far. You know, Onana, Mount, mm. Hoyland, like, that's pretty much exactly what uh, we needed. We've got the right profile of player as well, Onana, ball-playing uh, keeper who can sweep pretty much everything De Gea wasn't. <laughs> Mount, uh, a creative midfielder who is excellent out of possession, fantastic presser, and Hoyland, who is a transition threat who can act as a focal point, focal point in the box for us. Um, look, I think that we've now elevated ourselves into that conversation with an Arsenal, but I think we're probably not there um, with City at the moment. However, I have got another team ahead of Arsenal. Uh, I have Arsenal finishing fourth, but I have actually, I've actually Liverpool finishing third ahead of Arsenal. Uh, I think Liverpool themselves are in a bit of a rebuild now. You know, they're having to rejig mm. that midfield. Uh, out are uh, Henderson, and I think they let go of someone else. Uh, and in comes McAllister and Soboslai. So they've done a really good job of um, sort of rejuvenating that midfield, getting some new energy in there. Um, I've always said with Darwin Nunes, the guy will score goals. They won't be pretty. <laughs> you won't want to watch any of the highlights. You know, they're not going to be any <laughs> compilation videos on of YouTube on YouTube of Darwin Nunes, but he will bag goals. Um, and I just think that I back Klopp to be able to find a solution. And crucially, if you look at kind of the the last third of last season, Liverpool actually played really well. Like they were probably one of the two or three. P- best teams in the league like you could very easily make the case that they were the second best team in the league if you look at the last third uh, of, mm. of games you know with Trent kind of finding a new position uh, them changing the formation but Liverpool are really good not quite good enough to get into the top four but the fact that they made it that close towards the end I think is shows that they are on a good trajectory and I could see that carrying over into this season mm. so I have Liverpool third Arsenal at fourth conversely with Arsenal it, I think that their trajectory going down towards the end of last season could carry over into this season. I know they did win the Community Shield yesterday, but remember the last time they won the Community Shield and absolutely smoked City? Yeah, I mean, was it, was, it, was, it, was, it was on penalties. It was, it was on penalties. It's, it's, gentlemen, let's, let's not forget. <laughs> Come on. I mean, the word smoked is, is being used very lightly, lightly here. You know, this is, was on penalties. No, no, no. So, you know? so I agree with you. I think... I wouldn't say Arsenal smoked City, but Liverpool did last season. <laughs> and everyone was high in Liverpool, perhaps, you know, I mean, you know, coming for City's crown yeah. and uh, upsetting the apple cart. And then 
they were just nowhere near City during the season. So I could see something with that with Arsenal maybe where we're kind of seeing people are kind of talking about them maybe being able to contend with City and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're kind of off the pace. But yeah, and then just to round out the top four discussion, Luke had City as champion, obviously. He had Arsenal number two, United number three. Uh, so the same top three as last season. But he did have a caveat in that he said United will only finish third if their midfield stays fit. So I think he's mostly referring to Bruno and Casemiro there. If those two guys can stay fit throughout the season, according to Luke, they'll make that third place and then it's at Liverpool in fourth. So no Chelsea, no Spurs, no Newcastle in Luke's top four. Alrighty. I think we move on now to the underdog pick. Uh, Dan, who have you got as your, your underdog? Um, at my underdog pick, I've actually got um, Everton there. Um, I think they really like, you know, had a close call last season, nearly getting relegated. Um, I think Sean Dash is a solid manager um, and props goes to him for keeping that team up. <clears throat> real, real struggle to get them over the line last season. And I think he'll definitely elevate Everton back to their former glory. Um, I don't see them finishing super high, but definitely getting back to like mid-table. Um, yeah, so I've taken them as my underdog pick. Mm. Okay. Uh, a bit surprising, but I suppose like... If you believe in Sean Dyche, then this is possible. I mean, the dude, dude took Burnley in to the Europa League, so I believe. But like, I also, <laughs> yeah. I was also like believing in like Patrick Vieira last season. We all know what happened to him. So yeah, hopefully I don't jinx this guy. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Buntu, who have you who have you got as your underdog? I mean, I'm gonna go with uh, another Sean Dyche themed team, but I'm not gonna go Everton. I'm gonna go with Burnley. You know, I think Vincent Company has really implemented oh. something special there. You know, 101 okay. points was it in the championship going up? So I think honestly, there are going to be quite a few teams that Bernie is going to blow away. I do not think it's going to be there for obviously the long term. It's going to be sort of like a Sheffield situation. You know, maybe they're going to get there, implement a new style of play. People are going to be surprised the first season, but then we'll we'll see what happens next season. But what I'm talking about is I think Bernie have what it takes to blow teams away. I mean, obviously they haven't made any big money signings. Which is good, obviously, of a newly promoted club because they're keeping the same consistency that got them through to the Premier League. Whereas some clubs, they just go in and spend, I think Nottingham Forest is spending Dude. insane amounts of money on new players. And it's just a whole new structure. And I think when you go from the Championship to the Premier League, you just got to keep that same consistency, you know? Mm. Yeah, so I'm yeah, really I, I like that pick as well. Uh I'm a big fan of Fitz and Company's Burnley, even though I barely, you know, watch them. The things I hear about them are really good. Dude, um, I love Vincent. It would be interesting though. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, because apparently they play quite a possession-heavy attacking style. Mm-hmm. So that can either work really well, in that like you sort of come in and you're immediately, you know, one of the mid-table teams in the Prem, or you can be like Norwich and just get wrecked every week Absolutely because you, yeah. Yo, in, yeah in all honesty with so, those championships teams i really think it's down to like their first like fixtures that they play because usually like dude if you play like the top six in your first like 10 fixtures it's usually just like you know a tough a tough one because like if you dude if you get smoked in your first five premier league games bro like 
you know there's there's your ego is like shot you know it's such a bad start usually you want like some easy games you know quick wins in the premier league to get everyone's spirits up so but i mean i don't know what their fixtures are but hopefully they're pretty good and you know not playing like Man City, United, yeah. then Liverpool, then Newcastle. They're playing us. No on one stands day. a chance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing you guys on opening day. The thing but is, yeah. like, you know, yeah, if they, if they get brought down day. to earth and then they win the next ones, that's fine. But yeah. To be fair, though, Turf Moor is not a place I would want to go. Like, like I'm not looking forward to United having to go to Turf Moor to play Burnley. Like those that. Just never seems like anything good I mean, happens for They're playing United at home, at so they've at least got that benefit. That even if they lose, yeah. you know, if they put in a good shift, the fans see that they're working hard, then it can be a positive, you know. But I mean you and can't cities be like, tend yeah. to struggle in, in places like that. So I mean you saw them with when when they were playing Norwich at home, you know, a tough atmosphere is a, is something that City really, really struggle with, you know, every now and then. Yeah. So if the fans mm-hmm. come out, if everyone comes out and it is just a, a, a terrible atmosphere to play in for, for City, it it could go either way. You know, maybe they could get lucky and maybe get a draw. You know, we've seen City not perform well at tough atmospheres on the road. Jeez, you know, his home has got three times. home games in a row. Burnley plays City home yeah. at home, Aston Villa at home, then Tottenham at home. Like, man, these guys have got a chill like start, yeah. Only home games. Mm. Then Nottingham Forest away. No, they're good. So, they're good. Mm. Yeah, so I'm going to be sticking in the bees uh, for my pick. Now I'm going to be going for the Brentford bees as my underdog. Brentford had a pretty good season last year. I think they finished ninth, um, so in the top half. So very commendable. Um, my prediction's not really based off that. Uh, like for, I know, for example, Dan, your prediction of Everton was that they were kind of fighting relegation, and then this season they may be mid table. I don't think mm. that Brighton's going to go... Sorry, Brentford are going to go from mid-table to, like, Europa League. I just think that everyone's expecting them to take a bit of a drop-down. Because they're not going to have Ivan Tony for the first half of the season. Mm. So I think going against expectations, I think they might actually creep up and get to, like, that 7th, 8th spot, kind of where Aston Villa was chilling last season. I think we could see Brentford do something similar, mm. uh, even without Ivan Tony, Because... If you look at their underlying numbers, they were actually around <laughs> around there um, relative to the rest of the league. So I could see them pushing on. Um, Thomas Frank is a fantastic manager. Um, their recruitment is always really good. Like They always sign guys that you've never heard of before from leagues that you didn't even know existed, and they end up being ballers. So mm. Listen, Zach. Uh, I've me. got Brentford as my underdog. Yeah. I was going to say, tell me... Mm-hmm. How long is Ivan Tony suspended for? Is he suspended for Eight the next season? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much, jo- pretty much the whole of the season. Uh, yeah, I think he will come back. But the last few months. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. But I mean, look, man was out here. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude. To be fair, he... And they didn't even drop the bet <laughs> look at the amount of bro. Like, imagine that. <laughs> the striker gets banned yeah. for, like, sports betting. And then you don't even drop your sports betting sponsor. Like, <laughs> the Premier League's different, dude. <laughs> and then Luke has gone with Aston Villa's underdog. Now, he didn't offer an explanation as to why. But, I mean, they... they they finished like seventh last season, so and maybe he's expecting like 
we didn't even have him in top four, so it's not even like he's expecting a top four push. So I really mm. don't know why he's gone for Aston Villa as their underdog. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a Europa League spot. I don't know. But yeah, he's got a, he's got Aston Villa as their underdog. Moving over to the opposite of an underdog, we're looking at the catfish of the season. Dan, uh, who have you got? Um, I think I mentioned it before. Um, I placed Liverpool outside my top four. Um, and, you know, Zach, you mentioned that they're in a rebuild. They're looking good. Um, and that's particularly why I've like, mentioned them as my catfish, yeah? Because they, they do look good. Um, but I think they've, uh, they've lost too many, you know, um, senior players at this point. And I think they're going to need one more season to rebuild and get everyone working together like a wild old machine. I could be wrong. Liverpool has proven us wrong before today. But I'm taking a shot in the dark. I'm taking a punt here. I'm have, I have Liverpool listed as my catfish. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Ubuntu, uh, who have you got as your catfish? I mean, look, I've looked at all these teams. You know, I've looked at um, every every big name and who really who really has what it takes to really go far this season. And I'm going to put my catfish as um, Chelsea. I think there's no real direction. In terms of the club, I don't think there's a a real aim as to as to what they're planning to do football wise. I think profit wise is a great profit model, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, you're running a football club, you're not running a KFC. So, you know, you have to start looking at what direction you want to put the club in. You know, they're just signing and selling, signing and selling, signing and selling. And it's just like, you know, what I mean, like we we need to see some direction. We need to see players sign with a purpose, you know. I think maybe with a big money signing, they'll go under the radar and no one will notice it. But at the end of the day, I don't think Chelsea has what it takes over the long term, you know, to actually focus on football and try and win uh, and challenge for the title, or at least top four, you know? Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they spend a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose... a lot of money. If you, compare, <laughs> yeah, if you compare the amount of money they spent and where you maybe predict them to finish, I can definitely understand where you're coming from here. Like, based on the money they spent, they should be a guaranteed top four team. And they just yeah. don't look like they're going to be that. So, uh, I I can see where you're coming from with that. My catfish, uh, sticking in London, is going to be Fulham. Um, I know they did finish, like, 10th last season, which was a great achievement for Marco Silva and Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they grossly overperformed their underlying metrics like they i could easily see them being in a a relegation dogfight this season Um, Mm. especially considering that it looks like mitrovic is going to be leaving and if mitrovic leaves fulham are cooked that's tough they're cooked so when i when i heard when i heard when i heard london i could hear i could hear Dan shaking me. I wasn't sure if Tashi was going to hit it. <laughs> Shivering. You know what? Mm. You know what, Buntu? <laughs> you know what, Buntu? I was close. I was actually pretty close to going with Spurs here because I think I think Spurs are going to mm. be in for a rough season. Uh, I know that they have rejected Bayern's quote-unquote final bid for Kane, but it just seems inevitable that he's going to end up at Bayern. Like, mm. I, I don't see why. He would yeah. continue at Tottenham. Even, even at this point, I don't see why I'm Tottenham. If Kane stays, 
Um, but I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't mind a season where the expectations for Tottenham are low. But so, 110, Dan, you, you realize the amount of money that you are letting go. If Kane leaves next season for free, you everyone will look back and say, we could have had 110 million. No one's expecting much from Spurs this season. I don't think this season is a, is a season whereby Spurs really should be looking at challenging or anything like that. I think this is a season where you could get away with a rebuild, you know? people. I don't think people would listen, hold it against you if you were to sell the 30-year-old for 110 million listen, as, rather than let him go for free. Yeah. As much as I love Kane, I would have wanted mm-hmm. him to be sold this season and that money be spent yeah. elsewhere. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. for Kane staying. I think we've put ourselves in a really tough spot that if we don't make top four and get Saint to, get Saint, get Kane to sign a new contract before January, it's going to be a huge, huge dog's breakfast. And like you said, we're going to lose so much money. We're going to lose so much support. I from think fans. Daniel Levy Everyone's will be out if that was to happen. I mean, that that'll yeah. be good. But like, you make a huge, good, <laughs> huge point that Kane should have gone this season, and we should have cashed in with that money, you know, and then use that. Mm to buy a new promising young striker, you know, take two years to read. I don't think an offer like that is coming in anytime soon, you know. But yeah, this was the most money we could have got for Kane. This was the most money we could have got for Kane. Now, unfortunately, the best plan of action would to convince him to stay. Otherwise, we lose him next year for free. So it's really been a balls up from management on Tottenham's side. But I mean, there's nothing we can do at this point. All we can hope is that we perform well next season. Because like if Kane's still here, we have to perform well next season. So, as to be top four, nothing, man. Dude, really, it's like ride or die at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting season for Tottenham. Um, but I'm I'm be fading them personally. And then to close out of the catfish category, we have Luke, who has gone with. I was kind of tempted to go with them as well. Um. Uh, He's gone with Newcastle. And I suppose his reasoning behind this is, again, I'm just speculating. He didn't offer any concrete reasoning. But I guess maybe with Champions League having to compete there, maybe they drop into the Europa League as well. Mm. You could see more games. Compared to you know other teams, like the top six teams, they probably have a thinner squad. Um, maybe we see a little bit of a, a drop in the Premier League as they focus on you know, Champions League and then maybe Europa after that. So I could definitely see it as well. Um, not, not an outrageous pick. Yeah, opinion. didn't they Didn't they lose St. Max? Newcastle? Yes, they've lost. Yeah, they so they've lost St. Max. True. Uh, but I, they have born Harvey Barnes as well from Leicester. Yeah. So I think it's more that. like, yeah, they've kind of mm-hmm. replaced him with him. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good purchase. That's a very good purchase, actually. Yeah, so, yeah, and didn't they get like some guy? T- it's gonna, t- it's gonna be Tonoli or t- or something like that. Tonoli, yeah, big, Sandro Tonali. massive purchase from Newcastle. Yeah. I think that guy yeah. is gonna show us something that's, different. You know, that's really smart purchase from Newcastle. Yeah, but I get what's Luke, what Luke's saying. It's yeah. kind of on a knife edge. Um, they didn't suffer from like I don't even think any injuries last season. So yeah, you know, yeah. one or two key players get injured, and then it's gonna be tough. That is true, that is true. Especially with the extra weight now. Yeah, the it's the, it's the... yeah that's true. 
Moving over to the final team-related prediction. We've been looking at the bottom of the table, the relegation battle. Uh, this one was tough for me personally. Uh, Dan, how is it for you and who, who have you got with in the end? Mm, so for my relegation, at the very bottom, which I think is obvious, I think everyone has this team on their mind, no debate at all, Luton Town. Like, I mean, we joke about <laughs> their stadium being like yeah. some back lot, you know pitch with like stands that are maybe like you know very literally a stone throw away from someone's apartment home um yeah Luton definitely going down I think it might even be as horrible as like a like a Norwich where they just they're at the bottom of the table from day one I think this is like another Derby County like it's I'm pretty sure it's gonna be that bad um and then I've also gone for another promotion team I've gone for Sheffield I'm not. I'm not super convinced with Sheffield. Um, there's like a couple of like a handful of teams that I could have put here, but I just went with Sheffield because, you know, newly promoted. I mean, they've been in the Premier League before, but I know usually like their bread and butter back then was defense. I don't know if they're going to hold up again. And then, as a surprise pick, I've actually picked uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think Wolves have lost lost quite a few players. Um, I don't see them making any new signings that are really worthwhile. But in all honesty, I don't really follow that club either. Um, but it was a handful of people I could have picked and I'm just doubting Wolves. I think it's time that they, you know, get relegated, go down to the championship. And you'll notice they haven't put Burnley there. So like you guys, I really back Vincent Company. I think he's going to do wonders. But for the moment, they'll definitely survive, in my opinion, this season. Hmm. Okay, interesting, interesting pick. So you got two promoted teams going straight back down, and then mm. two promotion wolves taking promotion picks, and then wolves who've been—I mean, how long have they been in the Premier League now? For like the past like five years. Yeah, it's been a solid five years from wolves, but I could definitely see that happening. Mm. Uh, two, who have you got? Um, firstly, obviously, let's get let's get the obvious one out of the way. You know, Luton Town. You know, love love an underdog story. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're here for serious business. Cinderella so story ends here. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think this is a serious podcast, you know. I like to think that we're here for serious things. So obviously, listen to time bottom. Um, then I'm gonna go with two, you know. Um, I'm first gonna go with uh, Everton. I think it's about that time, mm. and I think we know it's about that time. And last season was that time. This before was that time. It is about that time. I know, obviously, it's the Sean Dyche team, you know, the relegation experts, you know. But I think, <laughs> come on, you know, someone, someone's got to expose these guys. This cannot be. We cannot, you know, like this is, I feel like it's a game of Among Us and everyone knows who, you know, who's, who's, who's here to trick us, you know. Um, I feel like Everton, obviously, it's about that time. If it's not this season, I, I give up, you know. I have put, I'm putting all my money on them to get relegated this season. And also, like Dan said, I think the Wolves thing also has to be looked at. You know, I think Wolves are going to be relegated. They haven't made any movement. They've lost Ruben Neves. They've lost the type of players that. Uh, put in performances that cover how bad things actually are at 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 Wolves, you know. Um, but obviously, I do think that this is about that time now. I think the the Premier League is elevating, and I just don't think Wolves have made any steps to keep up with the competition. So I think they're really gonna get the axe this season. Yeah, those you, are know, you guys, you guys have both made very convincing arguments for Wolves to the point where I'm like. <laughs> 
almost tempted to, to do a quick a quick change but i'm gonna stick to it i'm gonna stick to it um so like everyone else i've got luton town going down you know it's been nice having you um great story was rooting for you in the um the um championship uh playoffs and then in the the final but uh unfortunately it's it's going to be short-lived but uh, you know what i could see luton like just kind of riding it out the season getting relegated even if it's like dead last taking the parachute payments kind of building their team up more in the championship and then maybe coming back up in like three four years and looking to actually you know contend then mm. um i've also got sheffield so two of the promoted teams just like dan uh going straight back down honestly I, I would have rather seen like a coventry city come up or like you know something like that like maybe even a, a middlesbrough would be interesting to see come back up but sheffield just bore me so much like <laughs> there's just nothing interesting about sheffield united uh, so i i'd be happy to see them go down honestly and there's no hate to sheffield it's just it's just not interesting and then Nottingham Forest are going to be my third team. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that it's just too much going on there, man. Like, their owner mm. is apparently, like, in some legal battles. Uh, they've got too many players in the squad. Like, no I don't even know if their manager's, like, good. Like, it's, it just seems like there's just a lot going on. And there's just a high propensity for some, like, catastrophe to happen there. So, but to be fair... I was looking at the table like when I was making these predictions and there are honestly eight teams where if any of them get relegated, I'm not surprised. Like if I run through them, Bournemouth, Burnley, Everton, Fulham, Luton, Forest, Sheffield, Wolves. Like if any of those eight teams get relegated, I'm like, eh, yeah. that's, that's not surprising. So it's going to be very interesting in my opinion to see who the worst of this bad batch is because yeah. yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of bad teams in the league at the moment in my opinion no, and then finally uh yeah we have luke who went with luton as well he's going to bournemouth getting getting the drop Ooh, and then forest yeah so luke is the only one to go with bournemouth uh and then he went with forest as well so those are team rated predictions. Um, moving swiftly over to the golden boot prediction, uh, Buntu, let's let's start with you here um, because I already know Dan's was probably going to go with Haaland. I'm going to mm-hmm. spoil it now and say I've gone with Haaland as well. Luke's I mean, gone with Haaland. So are you going to complete the full Haaland gambit? I mean, if we if we're looking at, I assume we're looking at golden boots. Um, obviously. You know, let's let's be serious. You know, I feel like this shouldn't track out. This should be, you know, <laughs> this is come on, guys. You know, this is let's be. I mean, look, it's all. I mean, we all, you know, we all have, you know, different flavor to the podcast. But I mean, I think we know where this one's going. I mean, look, we have a a new superstar in the mix. You know, we got Erling, Erling Haaland. You know, and I mean, that's this alien is just gonna keep on scoring goal after goal after goal after goal. And I know, obviously, you guys, ah, oh, they're all tapping. A goal is a goal at the end of the day, you know. You can <laughs> score a bicycle kick, you can score a tap-in. A goal is a goal, you know. And I think I'm going to go with Erling Haaland. Yeah, to be honest, that's the obvious pick at this point. Like, if, you, if you've got anything other than Haaland, you're definitely picking against the grain, yeah. So, <laughs> Dan, can, 
can you just confirm that my my thoughts were correct and you are going with Haaland? Ah, uh, yes, hundred percent. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> it looks like the entire two cents forty crew is going with Erling Haaland to win the gold. Unanimous, yeah. unanimous decision. <laughs> unanimous decision. Yeah. Moving on to the best new transfer, uh, Dan. Who have you got here? Got a little sleeper pick, you know, the Haaland from Walmart. Um, I've gone with, uh, I think it's Rasmus oh. Hoyland or something like that. Just signed oh. Man United. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a Man United enjoyer this season, as you can see by my um, picks. And, I mean, I think just everything's in place for this guy to thrive at Man United. So, for me, best new transfer has to be um, Hoyland. Rasmus Hoyland, I think, you know, like, I think he's injured now, so he might miss, like, the first two games or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think as, new, as far as new transfers go, I think this guy's going to shine. Yeah, I mean, look, I would love for him to end up being the the uh, best new transfer. Um, look, I think he's a good player. Uh, I think he fits United's system. It would be a tough ask for him to, you know, outshine the likes of the Arsenal boys who they've signed. Mm. Even the Liverpool guys, I think, are probably more favourites. But look, Dan, I think he's got the potential to be special. So I'm not mad at the pick, honestly. Like, he could just be an absolute banger of a pick by you. <laughs> Buntu, who have you got as your best new transfer? I mean, look, it's a it's a tough it's a tough um, decision for me. Obviously, I've looked at 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 particularly who's really going to add a lot of influence into how the team plays and really going to add a lot into the team. You know, um, obviously, I think um, Tonali, man, you know, excellent player, excellent CDM, good attack, good attacking, you know, decent attacking. Great defender, you know, he's, he's a dog out there. He's got the energy, he's got the passing range, he's got the passes as well. I think for me, that man is going to elevate Newcastle's game. I think him and... and him and Gimmerish. You know, exactly, gonna combining cook, there is just going to be... It's just going to be close. I mean, it's like... that. I think that was like one of the big missing pieces that they needed was uh, uh, another CM that can... CM, CDM, that can play the ball long and is not afraid to play the ball out wide, you know, and make those risky passes. For mm. pacey strikers like Isaac and and Wilson, you know, so I think he's gonna be a massive signing, you know, for 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 Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, that that midfield three of Tonali, Bruno Gimaraes, and Joel Willock looks very tasty. Mm. Personally, though, I've gone with Andre Onana. Now I know you guys are gonna get on me because <laughs> it's United signing. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, I don't think that like has there been a signing more impactful than Andre Onana in like the last ten years? You can't sell us on the sack. I, I, I apologize, but you cannot. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it, you know, and it hasn't even started yet. I mean, you your can't... man got chipped in what basketball if... <laughs> kicked in his, in his first game. <laughs> wait, 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 like wait. even Dwight Schrute from the office could not sell us Onana. That's what I'm saying. I mean, this is. Unbelievable. I, I don't understand what, what, what you guys seen. I mean, the chip was like 
clearly not he's his been fault. Chipped, like he's been beat from halfway. He's, he's been bicycle kicked. There's nothing this man has not failed at besides an own goal and missing a <laughs> a a, a, a sitter of a save. Did he suck? You he's, know, I bet you're really starting to miss the hair now. You honestly, know, you guys could, you guys been, could have put Kane in goals. He would have done a better job. <laughs> Walker was doing a great job you see how you know so you know there'll be plenty of options out there you know <laughs> yeah no but Zach like, you know when like it's as much as we clown you that it's yeah. a very solid pick if you guys switch back to like if you guys well you guys will be using a back four and now with like a more progressive midfield and not like a sitting two sitting CDMs yeah. in front of your back four so you're going to need that extra man at the back and in honest definitely that I mean, he's I mean he's, he's no Edison, mm. but his long balls, solid, accurate. You know what you want, and you know if Rashford can find his yeah. feet, um, it'll definitely work out. You know, over the season, big long mm. ball ping to Rashford, cross inside the box for whoever's waiting. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And then we worry in terms of saves. You know, we we worry, but we'll see what happens. You know. I mean, this we'll guy did keep City under wraps for most of the Champions League final. True, true, true. Yeah, it, took, it literally took a Rodri rocket to beat him. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Uh, to close out this category, Luke went with two options, which I don't know if we can allow, but I suppose he's not yet to choose one. So we'll just let it slide. He went with Declan Rice at Arsenal and James Madison at Tottenham. Ooh. So the two English boys. I'll allow him to keep those two picks just so that like these two icy hot takes will be talked about um, <laughs> at the end of the season. I think those are two ballers right there that have proven themselves. That is true. That is true. Like both of those gents have been like diamonds in the rough for season upon season. Not that you know West Ham or Leicester City were like horrible, but those guys have been star players for those teams. So. I think Luke's a little bit delusional, but hey, you know, guess we'll see. Issue their own. The next category and our third last one. So we're getting towards the end here. We're getting towards the, the best part of the podcast, the hot takes. But before we get there, we have biggest disappointment, which is pretty spicy in itself. Uh, Dan, who have you got there? Um, well, I did mention this before um, that I'm not really backing Liverpool this season. So I've put them as the biggest disappointment. Um, I guess I could have mentioned a player or whatever like that, but I'm just going to go for the whole team as a, as a whole. Um, you said Hayden would be fuming right now if you heard me say this. Um, <laughs> and I could be I could be swallowing my words very soon, as early as this next weekend. So, But, you know, I've, I've made the predictions. I'm going to have to run with it, you know. So let's just say Liverpool there. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Buntu, who have you got? You're your biggest disappointment. Um, obviously I've 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 looked at everything that's been said, you know. I think I think I opened the podcast with my with my hot take of Arsenal being champions and City coming third to Newcastle. I think I'm gonna I don't mean I think look, the schedule's very busy for City and City haven't they've signed a CM, they've signed a centre back, okay good, you know. But this is just an added tournament on top of all the tournaments they already play. You know, we've got the Premier League coming in, we've got the Super Cup, which is only one game, but I mean, that's that's also its own game. On top of that, you have the Club World Cup, so we're going to be in and out for the season, you know, things like that. So I think it's going to be very busy for City in this specific time frame, you know. So I think, 
obviously yes coming down from treble to the finishing third place you know it it it, it seems like a, a a hot take but i mean that i think is where i'm at you know i think that's my hot take i back my boys though i wouldn't be surprised if we were to win the league but i think arsenal arsenal should have won it last season and i think the, now that they've added that depth element to it the the gap between them and city has closed like drastically you know so i think they have a, a, a great chance of winning the league you know but that's what i think is going to happen Bromance really putting his own so team's biggest, biggest disappointment. <laughs> yeah, so j- just to confirm, your biggest disappointment is Manchester City. My, the, yo, the Pep Mind Games, you all need to understand. You know, I understand what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm hitting with, you know. I Dude, don't think... I, Bunti I don't is think... like the most superstitious person I've ever met. The homie wins the treble <laughs> and then immediately puts his team's biggest disappointment for the season. I think everyone's begging us to win the league for a fourth time, and I just don't think any team has it in them to do it that many times. You know, I think obviously we'll do well. We'll win some games. We'll probably lose to Spurs at their weird stadium, and then we'll, you know, we'll win the other games. But I think we are gonna, we are not gonna win the title. I just don't think I can see us winning the title. And I mean, obviously coming back from a treble to most people on paper that'd be disappointing. But you gotta understand, you can't do it four times in a row. Surely at this point we gotta, for the sake of the league, you know, sportsmanship as well. It's just not right. Fair play. <laughs> fair, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, well, my biggest disappointment is going to be purely based on the fact that he's coming straight out of the Bundesliga. And we have to apply the Bundesliga tax. Um, you know, if Haaland didn't come for the Bundesliga last season, he would probably got 70 goals in all competitions. <laughs> but just joking. But yeah, mm. I've got Christopher Nkunku. I actually rate the guy. I think he's a pretty good player. I'm just going with the fact that players from the Bundesliga just seem to not do well in the Premier League for some reason. I mean, mm. there's Sancho, there's Averts, there's some other guy I probably can't recognize now. But it just seems like there's <laughs> there's something about the Bundesliga that that's just you know guys just seem to not perform when they immediately come over. Mm. So I've gone with him, and then Luke has gone with an ex-Chelsea player, and he's gone with Mason Mount as biggest disappointment. Which breaks my heart, but yeah, I can kind of see it. Hmm. So, moving on to our second last category. So, one more category before we get to hot takes, but this is probably my favorite category. We're going to talk about some young up-and-coming players. Uh, so, young player of the year. Dan, who have you got? Um, I mentioned him before, Rasmus Hoyland. Like, you know, I've put him as my best new transfer and I think the guy is like only 20 so I might as well just put him in that category as well uh, and Zach, Zach I'm not like you bro I'm also like a part-time football scout so you know I haven't got that statistics YouTube channel where I'm like preaching the gospel of new footballers so you know I'm just going to go what's easiest you know what's most accessible on Twitter <laughs> so <I'm Matt> <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean respect respect Buntu um, who have you got there? I mean, you already know, man. You know, I mean, I don't have to say much about this guy. He shined at the under-21 Euros. He's that guy for Crystal Palace. He's, he might be that guy for Man City, you know, fingers crossed. But let's not get into that. You know, I'm looking at Mikel Alise, man. Fantastic player. You know, Baller. great player. He's got interest from PSG and all sorts of places. And I think it's really his time to be discovered. I think him at the right team and... and you know, my when Mokwa was very careful. Him at the right team is a completely different player. You know, him at the wrong team, very, you know, I can see him getting into the right team and falling into that debate of Foden, 
and sometimes they squeeze Saka into there and they could squeeze him into there if he gets into the right team <laughs> the big season, you know? Ooh, I love that pick. I had Michael Elisa as the young player of the year last season. So, <laughs> mm, we're yeah. definitely both big fans of him. And then Luke and I actually went for the same pick this year. So, um, yeah, slightly anticlimactic, but we both gone with Levi Colwell at uh, Chelsea. Um, I don't know about Luke, but for me, I think that he's going to make that left centre-back role his own uh, under Pochettino. Uh, I think that he's a fantastic uh, passer, great on the ball. Um, still has to work out the nitty-gritties of defending, but he is only like 2021. 20, like, he's still so young. Um, and centre-backs generally do take some time to develop. So I could definitely see him becoming one of the better you know, centre backs in the league within like two to three years. So I'm really excited about uh, Levi Colwell. And with that, we come to our final uh, category of the the podcast, and that is the hot take section. And this is where we had probably <laughs> much of our, much of our embarrassment from last year came from this section. So Dan, can you kick us off with your hot take? My hot take, I think the iron's been hot. Um, or at least uh, Liverpool will probably like hot with the amount of times I've been slapping them in the face here. Um, <laughs> so I think just my hot take was, you know, Liverpool failed to make top four. Um, you know, just disappointing over, you know, as a whole, just not really recovering from all the, like, the old guard they've just lost. Um, but Zach, I mean, I'll keep, I'll build up the suspense for your hot take because I'll, I want to partially take credit for it. Because, I mean, you had a very mild hot take that wasn't really offending anyone. So, Jim, <laughs> we, can wait, we can wait until you, you tell us yours as well. Mm. Okay. Well, until we get there, uh, Buntu, would you, would you like to give us your hot take? I'm going to say it with my chest, and I want you guys to hear what I'm going to say. I want, I, want, I want you guys to hear what I'm going to say. You know, when, it, when it's a hot take, it should get really hot. Full Foden, <laughs> 2025 20, goals this season. I'm backing that man with my life. I think Phil okay. Foden Full is a big Foden. player. Phil Foden is a massive player. And people have sort of forgotten him in this Good last Lord. season. Obviously with injuries, he was sick at a point in time. People have sort of forgotten the type of man Phil Foden is. The type of player he is, you know. He's hitting 23 now. You know, he's starting to look into getting into his prime. I think with Morris gone, maybe he slots into that right wing position. But he gets more game time. And I'm telling you now, Phil Foden, honestly, I mean... You know what that man can do, especially with a piece like Erling Holland there. So either 20, I think 25 um, goals, you know, 20 goals, you know, maybe 15 assists. But I'm I'm backing that man to get into into double digits, you know, and get into 20, 20 plus goals. You know, that's what I'm saying as my hot take. I like that pick. I really do. I should as well. I think if Foden is like a week in, week in, week in, week out starter for City. Yeah. Oof. He's yeah, gonna, if he played, if he played half as much as Bakayo Saka, he'd also be like as big of a name. He would smash through the league, record after record. Yeah, 25 goals is a lot, but I could definitely see him being like one mm. of the best players in the league this season, mm. without a doubt, if he gets consistent game time, yeah, which yeah, is never guaranteed with Pep. For my hot take, originally, I had Bruno Fernandes having the most assists in the league. Same league as Kevin De Bruyne yeah. or in okay. 
Just making sure. Yeah, but to, as much as you think <laughs> it's a hot take, I thought it was like a mild take, you know? <laughs> you yeah, see that? Like, I mean, it, who, it, it, who it could happen, you know? Who, who else? It could though? happen. Who else? If, it's, if it's not Kevin, it would be him. Yeah, if it's not Kevin, it would be him. Guaranteed. Nah, uh, like, let, let me let me let me get the, the get the numbers up here. <laughs> if if I'm not mistaken, Bruno Fernandez actually had more expected assists last season. I mean, how many seasons so, has KDB been top assister in the league? Yeah, that's because KDB has had like last season KDB had Haaland. Okay, who, He's who, was, who was who was Fernandez feeding? Vaud Verhorst. Okay. So. But that's the thing. He's still feeding the same players. They haven't changed that structure. That's the same thing. You you know what insanity is like? It's 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 having the same situation and, and, and trying the same thing and expecting a different outcome. You know? Uh, that's what no, I'm the saying. thing is... <laughs> but, yeah. but you're missing my point. Because Bruno Fernandes had a higher expected assist than De Bruyne, De Bruyne is just yeah. going to meet what he had last season, which is fun. Yeah. It's great. But Bruno is now going to actually have a strike who's going to convert all those chances. Okay? Oh, in, 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 so you'd expect. In the, so I'm not saying player. exactly. So I'm not saying yeah. KDB is going to underperform. I think he's going to perform yeah. exactly where he, he 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 was. I just think Fernandez yeah. is now going to have a jump in his assists because we actually have a striker. Oh, okay, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Now, Zach. I I forgot about this Hoyland guy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and then to close things out, oh no, actually, um, so apparently my that prediction was spicy enough to be included, but Dan made me uh, get something spicy on the table. Turn up the heat, uh, and I predicted that United United would make uh, the Champions League final this season. Ooh. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just think that United. Like, look, either United are going to finish second or they're going to like go deep in the Champions League. I don't think that both those things can coexist. Dude, like, I, lo- I love how Bruno to go deep in the is Champions more composed League. hearing that pick than hearing Bruno gets most of the <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a triple winner. You know, when you're a triple winner, you know, you, you get more mature about football. You Dude, know? forget you, triple you winner, bro. You're like the biggest De Bruyne <laughs> simp ever. <laughs> I mean, look, man, I just, I don't like that disrespect on him, you know, it's, that's my ginger brother, you know, you can't just, can't just put him down, and especially that comparison, because every, every City fan knows, of all the comparisons with De Bruyne, that one was the closest one from actually coming right, you know, and that's why that one always hurts us the most, because that one could have come right at a point in time, you know, we were, we were fighting for our lives, breathing through the wound, defending that one, so that's why that one just, it gets under my skin, you know, it's just like, whoo! Come on, Zach. You know, you're killing me here. You know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, United did make two finals, two cup finals. Excuse me, two cup finals last mm-hmm. season. So, I think they're just both for cup competitions. And I could see them maybe. Like, I wouldn't... So this is a hot take. So, I'm not saying they are definitely going to. But I think there's a chance they can do it. And then, sticking on the United hype, to close things out, Luke had Andro Onana winning the Golden Glove. So, there we have it. Those are our predictions for this upcoming Premier League season. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you all for joining. Thanks, Dan, as usual. Thank you, Buntu, for joining us. Uh, be sure to let us know 
your thoughts on our predictions and drop your own down in the comment section uh, if you so wish. But uh, thank you for listening. Be sure to drop a like. Uh, follow us if you're listening on a podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, this has been the Tuesdays Footy Crew featuring Buntu Kalamashe. Have a good day.